Welcome to In the Game by Mavering Sports Group. My name is Shay Pegues. My name is Travis Stroud. Let me give you guys an idea about what In the Game is really about. It's an authentic perspective about sports, the competition, the athletes, and the business and the culture and how everything works together to make sports a great industry. Just like Travis and us. All day long, all day long. It's going to be a great show because we're talking about one of the most dynamic sports industries game in the world, that's the game of golf. One of the games that I'm trying so hard to kind of master, but it's, it's, it's gotten the best of me. But um, today we got uh, a PGA golf pro, Nick Wade, in the building today. So yeah, kind of give us to tell that. his story about how this, this game has, has been an enlightened factor in, in, uh, of his life. Absolutely. So what's going on, Nick? Nothing much, just happy to be here. What, what, what we got going on today? Trying to, yeah, trying to be with you guys, trying yeah. to learn something here. Yeah, yeah. Trying to learn something from you. You heard you the master. Still yeah. learning. So we just heard, man, that uh, Maven just just picked you up. How did that uh, How did that relationship come to be? Just, I guess, I'm from San Antonio, Texas, but living in Atlanta, you got to know a couple of people. Okay. Uh, a guy named Nairi. Okay. Uh, Nairi Williams helped me out. Just brought me around to Maven. They believe in what I can do. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the future. You talking about Nairi Williams? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, he, he's giving me a few lessons. He's the man. Yeah, done, done really well with my game. Yeah. You know, I'm a former two-sport athlete. I played football and baseball. Okay. And it's been really hard to get out of that baseball swing. Okay. And he gave me some good pointers, man, on, uh, on how to get rid of that. So, yeah. yeah. So good dude, good dude, good guy, good guy. So one of the things you did was transition from basketball Mm. and other sports like what was your other sport that you were involved in well i grew up playing everything so i grew up playing um basketball was number one football baseball not baseball uh track okay and then uh golf uh, kind of my first love yeah. well basketball first love but my dad was a teacher and uh just kind of got involved into it so here is my question where most times basketball football mm. is shoved down the throats of a lot of African-American or young kids, you know, that's their dream. How do you transition from these dominating sports to, you know, golf is kind of, has this misconception of being. True, true, true. It's an alternative sport at the end of the day. Yeah. It's an alternative sport. It is, for me, it was just my dad did it, so I did it. And okay. I play basketball and I play football. It's totally different mindset, though. Uh, with basketball, football, you can use your physical strength and mental strength to like push through something. Uh -huh. Golf, you can get mad and do worse. So it's totally different. But it's a lot going on once you get involved into the game. Always something, always different variables. The weather, how you feel that day, including other sports, have that too. But it's a lot going on. But it's a beautiful game, and it's something. My dad is 66, and for me to be able to play with him, mm -hmm. somebody 66 still love it, play together, it's pretty cool. Tell the truth, your daddy be whooping you still? No. <laughs> hey, how has it, it been to sustain the, uh, it's one thing to play golf. It's one thing to be a part of first tee. Then you have different levels from hurricane to Georgia junior golf to junior high to high school. Mm -hmm. Playing high school competitive is a hard sport. Then yeah. going to college, you have different levels of college. Mm -hmm. You got D3, you got D2. You have D1AA, and you have D1s across the board. You have Power 5, and now you're talking about being a professional. Yeah. Those are a lot of golfers, a lot of people trying to walk through that same door. How have you been able to, to sustain that level of uh, competitiveness that has allowed you to become a pro and to be successful? For me, I love golf because it doesn't matter. 
I love playing with like Georgia Tech guys or the, the top schools. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But golf is no. They may have grew up with had better resources, yeah. but in golf it really doesn't matter. It matters the ball in the hole. Point A to point B. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. So for me to be able to play with somebody that went to Georgia Tech or a big Ivy League school, we get broke down right there, play the same golf course. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whoever shoot a better score, move on, or yeah. keep moving. And that's what I had to learn in the, in the game of golf. You get caught up in the guys you're playing with, and you yeah. think you're playing against the guys, but you're actually competing against the course. Absolutely. And that was one of the hardest things that has been as I transitioned into the game. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you deal with the, 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 the fluff of the fans and the expectations? Are you hard on yourself? Yeah. Or do your dad hold you? Like, how, 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 is, that, how is that relationship? For me, I think... Golf is a very critical game yep. because it's, it goes day by day. You may shoot six under one day and three over the next day. It's so critical with yourself, but just to be able to, I, I give myself affirmations. Okay. If, if it's a hard tee shot or a tough situation, I give myself, I believe in myself and I believe in my abilities before I tee off, just to give myself the confidence to just let go. Good. It's hard to play golf when you're trying to guide the ball. You need to let go and just swing and be free. Okay. So affirmations for me work. So, so, so I got a quick yeah. question. Yeah. So my question is, let's step back just a little bit. You talked about transitioning from high school to college, and a lot of people are in the mindset of thinking the only time you get scholarships is for basketball and football and, and soccer and things of that nature. Mm. Does that even exist? you know, being able to get a scholarship. I think we talked briefly earlier and you said that you had a couple offers. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't the greatest high school player, but I think I had three scholarship offers. I only played one year. My dad asked me, I was playing basketball, I got done with that and um, made captain my only year I played. But for me, it was through attitude. They said I had a really good attitude. I got three scholarship offers, which I didn't take. But in golf in the African-American community, I think it's really easy to get a scholarship. Usually you just need to shoot in the 80s, 70s, just to see your progression as a, they want to see the potential in you. That way you can grow and play, especially for like an HBCU. I don't think it's not impossible. It's pretty easy to do. And it's free scholarship. Who, who wouldn't want to go to college for free? Okay. And so. the thing, just to piggyback on what you mentioned earlier about how things are not really shoved, right? We take advantage or we try to take advantage of the opportunities that we have in our communities and golf unfortunately is not one of those resources that we have access to. So mm -hmm. we have the blacktop to play baseball, I mean basketball, mm -hmm. play baseball, play football. Those are tra traditionally, unfortunately, branded mm -hmm. as black sports, right? We don't have a lot of tennis courts. We don't have a lot of golf courses. At the end of the day, what, I guess, chip do you have on your shoulder to prove that, you know, it can be a crossover sport because it's, it's not a lot of professionals um, that look like us, mm. that are black. You have some minorities, but you don't have a lot of black uh, performers, uh, professionals in the game. Mm. Do you look to be a role model Absolutely. in that regard? Absolutely. To be a beacon of hope, to give, say that you can do it. Yeah. And even that you don't have to have a lot of money to do it. There's yeah. a couple programs across the states where you do the first team program, yeah. or there are other inner city programs that you can be a part of to grow. And yeah. it, it doesn't have to be an expensive sport. You can go chipping and putting free. Yeah. Or you go hit balls. I worked at a golf course yeah. and got free access to the golf course, and that's where I developed. 
And I think that could be a part of it. Okay. Or even caddying, especially back in the day, the older thing was to do with the caddy. The older generation before us, a caddy, and that's how they got introduced. Yeah. Back in the 1960s, 70s, there was a lot more black people playing golf because of they, the introduction through caddying. Okay. So I think that's a good way to do it, too. Let me ask you this. Does putt-putting help your game? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> putt-putting don't help your game. Don't help don't help <laughs> I thought putt-putt. See, we have access to putt-putt. Okay. Are you ask any hood, anybody, uh, we've all, we played some putt-putt. Mm. Oh, yeah. Successful. Yeah. Every, every young lady that I played with, every person that my from my mother to my wife, uh. friends, I lose in putt putt. Right. right. So I don't I don't take it you know for granted. But to be able to leverage the knowledge to know that there are opportunities, summer yeah. jobs for kids to go caddy and learn the game. Mm. That that's that's huge. That is huge. You can be that that person to uh, represent us. Now now how would you take the uh, the comparison? Once you reach a certain level, right, to maybe a Tiger Woods, if you will, mm -hmm. like how do you uh, position yourself to be able to answer those questions? Do you downplay it or do you beat your chest? Because it's it's going to be natural for people to automatically kind of put y'all in the same box absolutely. and compare because it's not like it's a, you know, a thousand people yeah. to put together. Yeah. So. I would downplay it 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tiger Woods is the best that's ever done it. Yeah. And the things that he continues to do, it's kind of hard to compare yourself to that. Now, that's I know we're both black, and that's cool. Yeah. But it's kind of hard. He beat any black, white. It doesn't matter about color, I guess, in golf. Yeah, it don't. Or you shooting the scores, and he yeah, did it. It don't. You got to keep that car on the road. That's it. it. You got to keep it. Yeah, and the ball don't matter. You got to car on the road. That's it. So, so where you see yourself in three to five years? Playing at the highest level I possibly can. What does that look like? Hopefully PGA Tour. Uh, Corn Ferry, Asian Tour, anywhere that I can go where I can play golf and do something I love to do and showcase the, my passion for the love of game, that's what I want to do. What's your approach? Do you feel whenever you hit the course that you're the best that day? And to, you know, we all have things that happen. Yeah. We all rely on our preparation, right? Yeah. We say, yeah, you respond or you make adjustments. But at the end of the day, when you're having those tough days, you got to fall back on your training. Yeah. What's your approach? To me, I'd rather get lost in the golf course because the battle is between me and the golf course. If I pr prepare the way I don't need to prepare for that particular golf course, yeah. because we change every week, different styles of grass, different mm -hmm. styles of the wind, the, you may not feel that good so day. So if I prepare the way I want to prepare or need to prepare for that golf course, hopefully I get lost between that moment. Sometimes when you play well, the, the better rounds you have, you don't know what happened. You're like, I just did that? Yeah. Absolutely. And now that's the idea, to get lost in that translation of, you know, why wow, I did that. That's good. Okay, that's so good. I'm going to ask, this is considered rude, but I'm going to ask this Go question anyway. Because the bigger picture is, what potentially is the bag? Like, you know, when I say the bag is, what can a golfer of your status potentially make in his career, his professional career? I mean, if playing on the PGA Tour, you lose, you lose your card. You get booted off if you don't make, I would say, close to a million dollars. Is that a year? Yes. Okay. So you need to stay with the bag okay. and stay making the bag to keep it moving. Okay. And where does that come from? What, like, is that for one stream of income? Is it through endorsements? Mm. Is it through PGA? How do you... How do, combination. Yeah, what's the average... I guess term uh, okay. or agreement of how revenue is generated. Well, you, know, for you get paid a couple ways. I would say through the first way would be tournaments. Okay. You play in tournaments. There's a purse. You make the cut. 
I think minimum purse, minimum place, once you made the cut, is like 10 grand. Okay. And then a winner's check nowadays is probably close to a million if you win. Okay. All right. Now, outside of the golf course, you have also sponsor endorsements, sponsor deals, and that's another way to get paid. Now, that depends on who you are and how much you can generate based on your popularity or whatever, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. There's just different levels to it. You got the PJ Tour, Corn Ferry, yeah. different paychecks, different things. Hey, so uh, Shay just mentioned about the uh, the bag. How do you get it, right? Yeah. But my, my question is, how is revenue generated? Is it from different streams of income? Is it through endorsement deals? Is it from, you know, the, the tour, the tournaments that you play in? How, yeah. how is it, how do you accumulate that quote unquote million dollar purse? Well, it's, for one thing, I think it's mostly once you play in a tournament, it's a purse. And once you play in the purse, you make the cut. I think minimal place PGA Tour is close to 10,000. First place maybe like 1.2, depending on the purse in the tournament. Usually majors go for a lot more. Okay. And then on top of that, outside of that is sponsorship deals. Okay. Like how popular how popular are you as a player? Okay. Um, and just things like that. So it's a couple ways to do it. And then appearance fees is another one. If you got a, a pretty good name. You can showcase appearance fees. So gotcha. there's a couple ways to get the bag. So what is making the cut? What does that mean? Um, I don't. It's a on a field of golfers. It's 144 players typically. Okay. And if if you make the cut, maybe it's like half. Like I don't know if it's 33 percent of the field get paid. Okay. And if you make you play well enough to beat half most of the other people, you get a check. Okay. 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 Money shot right here. Money shot. So. There we, there we go. Ow. There it is. That's what's up. <laughs> and we back in from the sun in the lab right here. So just to continue kind of what we talked about outside, um, uh, you mentioned people helping you kind of get to where you are today. Mm. Uh, outside of your pops, mm. right? Can you share some other guys? Um, some that, mentors. Yeah, some mentors that yeah. was, you know, instrumental in helping you. Yeah, for one, a big one was Willie Jackson, which is my granddad. Uh, he was really a big supporter of anything I did. That was my role dog. Anywhere we traveled, he went with me. And another one is uh, Nairi Williams. Was uh, He's with Nairi? the first T. Yeah, Nairi? Yeah. You know Nairi. Eddie huh? LeBert, look at that, Nairi. <laughs> Nairi is the I man. Isaac Hayes, look at that. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He's supposed to be here. Okay. I, I, I hear he's on the Maven. Oh, what? That, Cue the music. Look at him. Oh. No, I heard he, um, he joined the Maven uh, team. I knew he was supposed to be in the building, but wasn't sure if he was going to slide by. He probably heard me making fun of him, okay. of that reference. So, hey, what's going on, man? Not it's good to see you, big guy. Good to see you as well. Great so, me and this guy, we go back a couple years. Okay. You know, for being in them streets, uh, him being <laughs> my uh, him being my, my, my son's golf coach. You know, we kept it professional, but, you know, we, we rip and run a little bit. Mm. Um, but, no, man, good to see you, guy. You know, I, I see Maven Sports, man. Cash money associated with golf is huge. Yeah, it's different to me, because I remember in college listening to you know the Hot Boys, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know Juvenile and Lil Wayne and you know the whole nine, and now you got you know people like Mike Evans associated with another brand of cash money and Maven Sports, and now mm -hmm. we're in a alternative, you know, um, I guess lane in sports and golf it's more and to, to see both of you guys football, yeah. Yeah. looking the way you look that's huge that's tell me a little culture, bit about the, the relationship this even happen yeah tell me about the relationship well actually i'm um, working with first seat okay you know, golf facility here in the city okay and uh, you see nick a lot over there okay and, you know for me 
you know, I've always taught kids and, um, you know, I kind of consider myself a short game specialist. Absolutely. And so, you know, not necessarily uh, like to work with the, you know, complete parts of the game, but short game is, is that. Okay. And uh, so saw Nick and uh, helped him out a little bit. You know, he took a few of the good pointers that I gave him and he's able to improve his game. And so, you know, I went on to, uh, I created uh, short game resources. Okay. And then a great opportunity to, to work with, with Maven Sports Group came along and, um, so here we are. Okay, that's what's up. So how were you able to help his short game and my short game still sucks? <laughs> no, well, I'm just playing. I'm just like somebody ain't coachable. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, that's good. So, so what was that, being that you were on the verge, I don't know if you were pro at the time or were you still amateur no, when no, you guys pro. met? Yeah, pro. So how was it taking that instruction? You know, from Nairi just being an observer and then him giving you pointers and then you being coachable enough to understand. I, I got a saying about, you know, a friend of mine, Sherry Riley, she gave me a term of, you know, chewing the meat and spitting out the bone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you take what's good for you and then whatever don't fit what it is you're trying to do. You be respectful and, and, and just throw away that don't work for you. So how were you able to kind of retain those nuggets? I think it's a trial and error. I mean, okay. you have to try something. Mm -hmm. And if it's you, whatever you're doing, if it's not working, you obviously need help to get better. Okay. So just listen to somebody and know a little bit more than you and being okay with it to get better. Okay. Sometimes you got to well, go two steps backwards to go a little bit forward. So that's kind of what it is. Okay. And he obviously knows more than about the short game and golf swing a lot more than me. Yeah. And try to listen and get better. What, what's your approach um, as it relates to like, the short game, right? You hit a, you know, I, the term I think I heard from you, you, you drive for show and you put for dough, right? Yeah, so like, what, what is the approach in that regard to the short game? Well, it's always been my philosophy that, you know, you improve your short game, your scores will be lowered. Okay. And uh, with Nick, it's, it's a very, very easy. I mean, he's already a golf professor. He knows how to hit the shots. Um, it's all in just, you know, tinkering just a little bit. And it's really minor. It's okay. just, you know, whether it's moving his hands a little bit closer to the target, um, making sure that he understands, you know, in the impact, um, at the impact position of, of striking the golf ball. So okay. it was very, very minor. Okay. Okay. How long have you, got, you guys been working together? Uh, we've probably been knowing each other for about 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, Nick's been a professional for a little bit longer than that, but um, I would say over the last couple of months, you know, we've been working on short, short game. Um, and that's pretty much it. Okay. You know, he's able, he, you know, just able to take just the little bits and pieces of what I know and what, what I've shared with him to incorporate it to his golf game. And so, you know, it's really making a difference. Of course, we know that it takes about six weeks whenever you're making a, golf, a change in your swing. So, mm -hmm. um, still working on it. Get gotcha. So, so what's the plan for, for, for Maven, Nick, and Nairi? Yeah, what's in the future? Yeah, what's in the future, right? I know, I know the goal is to win tournament. Absolutely. But, but how, do you, how do you guys plan to use your platform, the Maven platform, the short game resource platform, tied in? How do you uh, plan to use that to impact the community? Well, the uh, world, if you will. With, 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 with Nick being, you know, a great player here in the city. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the first uh, client that we, uh, we're representing, and I think it's, it's real, uh, it's huge in this, in this sports world that, you know, one, we want to make sure that the Maven uh, brand is out there. Absolutely. Uh, it's visible. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, as far as him winning, we understand that it's a process. You know, we don't expect him to go out and win right away, but, you know, he wouldn't be able to play a lot of the tournaments that he needs to play 
to get better yeah. had it not been for the resources that maybe the sports group was able to bring to the table. So um, we just want to be there, you know, support him and uh, try to help him get to where he needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. What, what, what goals do you, do you have as it relates to uh, being a, a superstar? I, I just, I have a feeling um, that the world is on for something special, right? So when you reach that goal, of course, you want to win the tournaments, but do you have any aspirations or desires of being a... Yeah, what do you envision yourself as being a role model? When I say role model, a lot of times we're put on that pedestal, Mm -hmm. not necessarily whether we want to or not. Do you accept that this is more of a a privilege than a right, or do you approach it, you know, the latter? Well, for me, it would be nice to be a beacon of hope. To somebody that just to keep pushing forward. Always, my family always makes fun of me because I always say, can't stop, won't stop. Mm, Just to keep pushing and go through the hard times to get through the other times. And maybe I can be that beacon of hope for somebody that looks like me or doesn't look like me or whoever. Just to keep pushing towards your dream. Absolutely. No matter the age, no matter the circumstances. But if you believe in that, you keep pushing. Simple as that. Okay. So I got a question because, I mean, it's kind of like the pink elephant in the room. So there's not a lot of people that look like us in the game. What challenges have you guys encountered being out there, you know, among people who look different than us? Because I know we dominate, you know, basketball and other sports. But when you walk in a room, like, what what challenges do you guys, you know, are they saying, well, we don't see your name on the list? For me, I think the biggest thing as far as African-Americans and golf is having the resources to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got kids growing up, country club kids, nicer golf courses, have money already, not worried about that. Somebody like me, I have to work, still go play golf, still go practice. You know, you got girlfriend, wives, you know, dog, whatever you got. But you you got life. And just to be able to make a mistake without repercussions. Mm-hmm. Like say, you know, it's four hundred dollars getting this tournament. All I got is four hundred dollars. If you don't play well in this tournament, well, you can't it's play for another two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, till you save up. So just having that, the resource to make mistakes and say it's okay. Yeah. Go, go try it again. Yeah. What about you? Well, I think for, uh, for me being a golf professional, you know, I think that uh, there's not very many uh, of us African American in the business. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at uh, a person who may really know and have the, um, I would say, the information that a player needs to get to the next level. When you look at that person and you don't see many of them, it's very, you know, you start to think, well, is he really talking about what I need? Or is he really true what he's saying? So I think that's where the, uh, the miscommunication comes in because we have some very, very good uh, golf professionals here in the city that are very good at helping their clients understand, you know, whether it's chipping, putting, full swing. Yeah. Um, it's basically growing the game. This mm-hmm. is really important. How, how has the crossover been? Um, I know a lot of kids from the inner city community, they tend to go to other areas, whether it be Alpharetta, you know, Roswell to get training. But do you have a lot of people from up north coming to see you to get training? Yeah, so I'm beginning to see a trend of that. Okay. Uh, you know, before, you know, I, I did, I would have had people tell me, you know, I'm going up north to get, uh, to see such and such, you know, because he knows this and he knows that. But uh, I think, you know, for me, it's a word of mouth okay. type of uh, type of clientele because okay. when people people know what I do, okay. and then when they go out and play with people, they go out and play with people, they're like, oh, where'd you learn that from? 
oh, where'd you learn that from? So, you know, and then they end up coming back this way. So, you know, like I said, we have some very good African-American instructors in the city. Yeah, I know. And, I, and I do see um, more and more clients coming from the north, coming back down towards town to, to actually see what we have to offer. Because, you know, to me, I think we're saying the same thing that the guys on the PGA Absolutely. Tour are saying. It's just how you facilitate it. And, uh, and, you know, who you have coming in. Gotcha. So gotcha. how would people be able to find y'all? I was about to just say, where, where can we run into you? I mean, Social uh, media? Um, where, I mean, like, I mean, where? on the course, like, is it? I'm not going to be on the course. Yeah, yes, you will. <laughs> I'm going to get you on the course. We're going to go play around. At least nine. We'll go play nine. Depends on how you got the invite <laughs> anytime. But, you know, you can do other things than just hit golf balls what that, that I think you'll hang out. And, and have I'm a good time. I'm not being no caddy. No, you're no, not going to be a caddy. Sit in the car, yeah, in the you car, sit in the car. Drink. You can drink your... Whatever you want. You want to say drink yourself to death? <laughs> Knock yourself out. <laughs> but, but, but we're not hard to find. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, you can find us uh, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, um, our website. You can either find me at Short Game Resources. Uh, you can find uh, Maven Sports Group. We're also on Maven Sports Group website as well. So AP. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're not hard to find. Hey, okay. what's your social media? What's your tag? Um, I don't even know, man. Maybe Nicholas Wade. Ball. See, we're going to have to work on all that. I'm I'm golf every day. I'm, it's, I'm on the golf course. It's 2021. Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey, we new best friends. So it's Let's my go. job to help to, you know, introduce you to the world, big guy. Okay. And I'm putting yeah. this on you. This is, this is, I'm putting this heavy on you okay. because this needs to be a world open up to our younger generation. Yeah. Okay. You know, and we know that they are big on the, the thumb action with social media. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to help you out. Nicholas Wade Golf. Come on, man. That's Nick IG. Yeah. Yep, Nicholas Wade Golf. See, that's a start. See, that's no, a start. No, I got, I got, I got an IG If it page. doesn't exist on IG, it just doesn't it exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I agree. Because Twitter and all that. Not Twitter. I just say <laughs> So Twitter and all that. We're going to have your got. son work on you. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, so uh, thank you guys for uh, joining in the game. No, yeah. Glad this, to be This here. amazing podcast, man. So, Hopefully we'll see you guys in the streets of Atlanta, Let's do it. Uh, influencing the world mm -hmm. at like the it. end of the day, being a beacon of hope. I like it. Well, that's it for us. My name is Shay Pegues. My name is Travis Stroud. All day long. <laughs>